Hello everyone and welcome back to Mary Sensation. We are a man marriage ministry out of our church, New Life at Calvary, on East 79th and Euclid Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm Katie Glenn. And I'm Walter Glenn. And we're so glad to have you back for another episode of Marriage Sensation. Today we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit and submission in our marriages. And our text is going to be from Ephesians chapter 5. But before we begin, let us pray. Our Lord and our God, we give you thanks and praise for another day. Thank you for your son, Jesus, and thank you for the gift of marriage. We pray for each marriage that's watching this program today, Lord, and including our own. And we just give you thanks and praise for how you're going to work in our marriages in a positive way. So we love you and we give you thanks and praise for uh, this day and every day. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And uh, we're reading in Ephesians 5 because it's, it's the, the best text for what we're going to be discussing today. So it's Ephesians 5, chapter, chapter 5, verses 21 through 33. Hear the word of the Lord. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your husband as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Amen. Amen. Well, as we can see, there's a lot to unpack there with that uh, text in Ephesians chapter 5, starting with verse 21. But I think the first thing, and when we talk about this area of submission, um, I think verse 21 just really summed it all up. Exactly. Submit one to another yes. in reference to Christ. So right. in other words, we should be submitting to each other, but primarily we should be submitting to Christ. And so in order to do that, to submit at that level to each other, because let's face it, in marriage, we're some selfish creatures. Everybody wants to have their own way. Right. Everybody has these little areas of uh, where we're a little bit, uh, mm -hmm. you know, resistant to lean right. in and, 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 and sort of buy in. So in order to do that, to submit at that level and to even submit to Christ as the authority in our lives to lead our lives and govern our lives, we have to have what's called the work of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Now, the submission topic is the is the headliner in Ephesians five, 
but sort of beneath the surface of that is the work of the Holy Spirit because we're going to say in this class that it takes the Holy Spirit yes that's what it takes to enable us to be able to submit to one to another right. without the work of the Holy Spirit we cannot do it we can't do it in our own strength we can't do it through willpower or positive thinking or right. any of that other stuff it won't work it won't be sustainable it won't make we won't make it through a marriage so let, let me jump in real quick about uh, explaining what the Holy Spirit is amen now when uh, Jesus uh, resurrected from the dead and he went up to heaven to be with God the Father he told his disciples that he was going to send down a helper to help them get through the times that were going to happen because they were Christ followers and it was the Holy Spirit so it was a gift from God and it was given to the disciples uh, and it was they, the Holy Spirit lives inside of them and it was there to guide them and to counsel them, be a counselor, be a, a guide to uh, maneuver their lives. And so it was this powerful gift that would enable them to do what they needed to do in terms of spreading the word of God. And it's that same gift that helps us to get through marriage in exactly. those tough spots, the great right. spots. Mm -hmm. It enables us to go through the day-to-day -day of marriage. It's the right. indwelling of the Holy Spirit because the work of the Holy Spirit guides us in truth right it convicts us of sin okay mm -hmm. when i say something to my wife i shouldn't have said the holy spirit as a if, if it indwells inside of me it should be working on me to say now you need to go and apologize brother for what you just right. said because you know that was wrong right uh <laughs> now the work of the holy spirit counsels it leads us into uh into victory in terms of how to situate our relationships Right. You know, it's the work of the Holy Spirit in marriage that truly enables us to submit, even in those exactly. times when we don't feel like submitting. Right. Now, there were three things that kind of jumped out at, to me in that text of Ephesians 5 as, as, a, as a guy listening to that. Um, as, and I think the first thing that really jumped out at me was when Paul, who wrote Ephesians, talked about husbands love your wives love your wife love your wife love your wife yes. he said it three different times so if he said it three different times and he was under the inspiration of the holy spirit when he wrote that it must be important very important so husbands love your wife what does it mean to love your wife what does it mean how does that look does it grow? Does it continue to uh, evolve as time goes on? I would say yes, yes, yes to all does. that. Because we, we change as we grow. You know, we're not the same person we were 10 or 12 years ago. You know, we've, we've grown so much. And uh, it's the uh, work of, of your marriage to keep up with that change and to Amen. figure out what's going on with, that, with your spouse. And it's also an act of... Uh, and this is a, a whole different lesson, but it's kind of knowing your wife's love language. Okay, right. there's a mm -hmm. there's five love languages, and you've got to know which one represents your wife, and it helps for her to know which one represents you. Right. Okay, so uh, in this area of submitting and love, it takes submission to be able to love like you have to love. Right. Uh, without the work of the spirit. I can't love you like I should because right. there's parts of me that are so selfish and so self-serving that 
apart from the submitting to the Holy Spirit, I, I can't do it. And so I would say when he talked about love your wife three different times, it's be kind to your wife, be gentle with your wife, be loving of your wife, be affirming of your wife. Even if you have to disagree in areas that we don't agree on, we can do so without destructive behavior, right, tearing exactly. a person down or, mm -hmm. or berating a person, uh, leaving a person with respect and dignity, valuing her opinion, seeing her as a partner in with you in this area of marriage, uh, right. in the area of raising children, that her voice is as valuable as yours is. So those are all areas of love, with, of loving your wife. The second area I saw with that was sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Men, you're called to sacrifice. Uh, you're called to lead your family in the sacrificial art of being the one that has to, if you have to give up something, it should be you doing the sacrificing. Uh, all of us should sacrifice in marriage, mm -hmm. men and women, but men, we're, we were called to sacrifice in that text. And what when we sacrifice, I think uh, it, it, it just brings out the beauty in marriage uh, because when you can see that sacrifice at work, uh, you know, it, it sort of brings out what God has intended marriage to be in that area. And when, and when us as wives see that sacrifice, see what your husband has done, it just fills up our love tank because we see that he is really working hard to make the marriage and the family work. Yeah, you. It's, mm -hmm. it's it's a. I think men, we need to do a better job of setting the, the the temperature in in the house, of keeping it a warm place, a safe place, a place mm -hmm. where uh, people are valued. Right. And I think the third part of that was the cleave part, where it says a man shall leave his family and right. cleave to his wife. Okay, and so. That's not saying you have to separate yourself totally out from your family. It's not right. saying that you have to dish your family or anything like that. What it is saying is that you should become united with your wife and the two shall become one flesh. Uh, and I think when it talks about this area of uh, cleaving, it really is bringing out the fact that we should be so glued to our wives that to separate us would cause a a, a tear it would cause damage, uh, and you really just you're starting another family. I mean, you've got your you know initial family, but when you get married and you cleave together, that's a whole new family. Amen. That you know you'll have maybe have different traditions that are going on, or something you've always wanted for your family. You know, the God says to cleave to each other and make that happen. Yeah, and so those are the three areas that I see for us as men to love our wives, to sacrifice for our wives, and to cleave for our, and to cleave to our wives. Now, at the at the end of that text, it talked about a woman's responsibility, which right. was to, to respect. respect. Respect and submit to your husband. And in terms of uh, being a woman, that respect is so important for your spouse to know that you respect what he says, you expect we respect what he does, uh, you especially show respect outside of your home when you're with other people or in public. And the other thing is to uh, just submit in terms of just knowing that your husband loves you and that you all have the same goals and that you're working towards that unity in your marriage. 
But on the other side as well, the women also have to love, sacrifice, and cleave. I mean, it's just, even though it states that in the Bible, it's for you, because that, that first verse says, it's mutual. you know, you, you submit to each other in reverence to Christ. And the same thing happens in terms of the love, the sacrifice, and the cleaving. cleaving the woman has to do that as well. Yeah, and it's only through the work of the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of us as believers that we can do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, That gives us the power to live out that truth and live out that faith. Uh, Because without that, we're going to fall back in our own habits. And, uh, you know, we often see at weddings an illustration of... the, they, the unity the candle, unity they candle, call it. Right. Okay, and if you've ever seen it, you have a candle on this side and a candle on this side, and you have the one candle in the middle. Yeah. And so, as the bride and groom walk up, uh, he may take his side of the candle and he'll light it. And she'll take her side of the candle and light it. And then, then towards the conclusion of the ceremony, as they are pronounced man and wife, they take the two candles off and they both light the unity candle together right. as a sign of unity, right. okay? And typically, uh, it's good to blow out those individual sides of the candle while and, and keep the unity yeah. candle lit because right. now that signifies that you have become one flesh. Right. Now, the problem in marriage is after a while, sometimes while that unity candle is lit in the middle, people like to go back and light their own candle on the right. side. Yeah. And that means uh, we fall into some patterns of selfish behavior. And, and right. You start to, to drift away yes. from that unity. It's you know At some point, it's just all about me right now. It's all about me. That's why that one candle is So lit. I light my candle. Right. And on the other hand, when I see maybe you lighting your own candle, I say, well, okay, now maybe since you're going to light your own candle, I'll light my right. own candle. Right. And then... All of a sudden, now we have the separate candles lit on the side, right. uh, which uh, is not the intent of the unity candle. The unity exactly. candle is to keep the unity of both of us lit in the dead center, in the middle. Right. And when we both have both our candles lit once again, as if we were going back into this as single entities, right. yeah. that's yeah. not the work of the Holy Spirit. No. It's not the work of the two becoming one flesh. If you unpack that text in Ephesians, it also says that uh, men, we're to cleanse our, the, the, the Lord cleanses our wives by the washing of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, it's like when you come into a, a relationship with your wife, first of all, it's saying that because you're in this relationship with your wife, things should be better. Right. Things should be absolutely better for her because yes. of your presence. Um now, does that mean you won't go through hard times? No. Does it mean does it mean you won't have uh, disappointments? No. Layoffs, uh, uh, yeah. money issues. It doesn't mean that. Mm-hmm. You can have a very rich marriage and still have little money and have uh, little uh, economic status or power or anything else. But it does mean you have that unity and you have that love in your home right. that generates a light. Like that candle will produce, that unity candle will produce. Right, and when you have that unity candle and it's still lit, you could still do individual things. Yeah. You could still be your own person, but the end goal is to still be unified. You know, you may have a hobby that you love doing that your, your spouse may not like, and the same thing for him. You can do those things, 
but you're going to come back together at the end, and that's where the unity is. Yeah, I think that Ephesians 5 text is just a beautiful text mm -hmm. in the work of the Spirit right. in enabling us to do what Christ called us to do in marriage, right. to be able to live out a marriage. Right. Uh, and that's why it's so important. Uh, it's so important to pray together. It's so important right. to have devotion together. It's so right. important to uh, be looking to the scriptures as to how to treat one another. Right. Uh, one of the things we have to ask ourselves each day is, how am I treating God's daughter? How am I treating yes. God's son? Right. Uh, that's that's what we have to ask ourselves. Uh, you know, we should that's be <laughs> each other's very best cheerleader. Exactly. We should be the cheerleader for each other. Uh, right. Now, my wife was a cheerleader in high school, um, and um, I didn't know her then, but I heard it on good report that she was a pretty good cheerleader. Uh, now, I was an athlete in high school, and so, uh, and we actually did play each other. Our, our schools right. played each other, but uh, I never saw her at those events, and she, I don't think she saw me. But here's the thing, what I know about cheerleaders. Cheerleaders... They go out and they lead the, the, the fans in cheering. Right. Maybe you should explain cheerleading because yeah. I'm probably not the well, person. Well, you're there to, uh, you know, get everybody excited and uh, just, you know, exuberant over your team and you say your chants and you do your little physical things, the flips and splits and all of that kind of stuff to just get the crowd worked up cheering for your home team. And so that's just so very important to have that. Um, because then, you know, not only are you uh, cheering up the audience, the audience just gives it back to you. You know, they give it back to you that you're just, you know, you're doing a good job. We're really, you know, there for our team. And so the cheerleader is the best thing to have in your rela any relationship, someone who's going to encourage and just uh, guide you and, and just, you know, lift you up. And in terms of that, the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit just, it just comes up under you and in your heart and it just lifts you up. And at the same time, you're lifting your spouse up, knowing that the Holy Spirit is within you. And he's given you the power and the courage to build up your spouse and just love her the way Christ loves us. And the only way we can love that way is through the power of the Holy Spirit like just entering inside of us. Yeah, when I think about cheerleading again, again, I don't know much about the cheerleading aspect of it, but I do know about being on the team. Boy, we were really excited when our cheerleaders got the crowd worked up. Right. <laughs> uh, being out there, when you're out there on the court or you're out there on the field. Uh, and I used to watch as these guys, because uh, some cheerleading squads have these guys, they come out and they right. come running out and, as an athlete, you would kind of look at them and you go, oh, man, these dudes, what's up with them? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you kind of make fun of them sometimes. Uh, and that was out of ignorance because those are some real dudes out there. I'm right, telling you, right. they are some guys now. Because think about it. To be able to take a cheerleader and when they do certain stands or, or certain things that they, they do when they're cheering – you have to be able to do a lift and lift that cheerleader up, usually with one arm. You right. have to be able hold to them hold up them up. And we found out through my wife that that pose is called the liberty pose. Uh, when you have to lift up a cheerleader with one arm and hold her up there. And here this cheerleader who may be, I don't know, five foot tall or five foot three or something like that becomes seven foot in the air because you're now lifting her up and right. she's visible. 
and you have to and that guy has to hold her up well that's the work of the holy spirit in yes. marriage it holds up marriage it holds up it holds us up just like and in marriage that cheerleader is she is depending on that guy at the bottom of that pyramid to hold her up she's she's depending on him right and marriage that's an illustration exactly. of marriage folks you are we're depending on each other the cheerleaders right. hoping that he has the strength to hold her up and he's hoping that she has the balance to stay up there and do right. the right thing do right. all the various moves and right. disciplines that right. she's going to do up there so that's the illustration of marriage as it relates to right. cheerleading. The work of the Spirit mm -hmm. is to cheer and to lead us right. into victory. And so, so what, well, what we want to conclude here is that, uh, you know, we want you to let the Holy Spirit fill you up so that you can love your spouse the way Jesus loves. Amen. You know, Jesus' love is just unconditional. It's just so powerful. And that's what we want in our marriages to keep our uh, marriages going and keep showing how much we love each other. And we can only do it through the power of the Holy exactly. Spirit. And exactly. that's where true submission happens. Right. One to another in right. reverence to, to God. Yes. yes. Hey, yes. so hope you enjoyed this lesson. Yes. Until next time, we want your marriage to be sensational. sensational.